people, welcome to the Jewel Shocker Shotcast episode 167. I'm your host, Tony Polanco. Tonight, I am joined by Ryan Meitzler. I just virtual reality poked all of you right now. Boom, right, right now. Yep. <laughs> and of course, George Jimenez. You can share all of my experiences in virtual reality. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're going to get to that in a bit. Oh boy, today was fucking crazy though. It's like, I left my apartment for two hours and I checked my tweets. VR, VR, VR. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But before we do that, Ryan, hit us with those new game releases. Yes, there are new releases. They are games, and they came out this week. Mm -hmm. uh, so for the week of March 23rd to March 30th, 2014, the year of our Lord, uh, we have... A <laughs> Which Lord is that? <laughs> <laughs> the virtual reality Lord, apparently. There we go. So, uh, so first game up we have is Escape Goat 2 for PC, Linux, and Mac. Uh, representing Linux, by the way. So, yo, yo. Uh, Plat Dude in the Spirit Collector for Ouya, PC, and Brow? I can't, browser? Is that what that's supposed yeah. to be? It just says Brow. Like, it's misspelled Bro. <laughs> it's, yeah, Bro. Your Bro's going to be playing that. Oh, it's, it's for the Bro console. Anyway, uh, Mercenary Kings for PC and PS4. Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma for PS3. And they still make those. They still make those, apparently. Uh, not for Brow, though. Only for okay, PS3. Okay, so. there we go. Got to be the best rate. It's on PS3 and PS3N, so Marketplace. Um, the Witch and the Hundred Knight for PS3. Woo. Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls for PC. Uh, Deception 4 Blood Ties for PS3, Vita, uh, PSN, and PS3. Uh, Deus Ex The Fall for PC. Dos Equis. Dos Equis. <laughs> or as I used to call it, Dusex when I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> Uh, Fez for PS3, uh, nice. uh, PlayStation Vita, and PS4. Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Complete Edition for PS4 and Vita. They still make those too. They still make them too. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors great. <laughs> Dynasty. Uh, sorry, I just said that. Destiny of Spirits for PS uh, for PlayStation Vita. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends for PS3. Uh, they still make it. So. <laughs> Flashers: The Power Battle for Ouya. Uh, Gemcraft Chapter 2 Chasing Shadows for Brow and Cabela's Big Game Hunter Pro Hunts for PS3. Oh boy, they still make those too. They still make plenty of those. Oh boy. Alright, um, so what are you picking out of all Dynasty that? Warriors. <laughs> uh, I will go with Fez because it just reminds me I need to play through it still. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Fez, too, because I like the art style of that game. You can't go with Fez, too, because that got canceled. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I will <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I know there's other games, like, most of the games are like, wait, wait, what? Like, what was it, uh, Deception 4? I'm like, they made a Deception 3? Really? Yep. Okay. Very limited runs. It was just like, oh, they're almost like comic books. They just kind of run for that one month, and then we're never printing these again. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. All right, so I want to get into some uh, stuff that we've been doing, some of the original stuff, some editorials. Uh, Ryan, tell us about your editorial about The Last of Us. Uh, so I just did a brief kind of um, mostly reactionary editorial to um, the news of the, the Last of Us film adaptation. Um, some editorial that I wrote, uh, I believe, one, last week, um, I just kind of ran down, like, what I thought about, like, the news about the movie, the upcoming movie, um, and then kind of compared it to previous video game adaptations, um, which obviously have not been very successful over the last couple of decades. Successful um, or very good? Yeah, <laughs> we've, yeah we've, we've gotten a couple decent ones, um, and then I think some of the best ones haven't even been... Wait, wait, what were the decent ones? 
Well, I was going to say the ones, like, the ones that I mentioned in my editorial are ones that not, weren't even based on video games, but kind of had that, like, Scott Pilgrim vs. Yeah, the World, that, and Ralph, mm-hmm. like, ones that kind of, like, are revolve around video games, but aren't based on any ones. Um, source code, source code reminded me a lot of, like, this is a video game. <laughs> a little bit. I was actually going to say, like, Prince of Persia was kind of decent. Um, that was, like, probably one of the better ones I've seen, not that it's saying much, but... Um, yeah, I mean, like, some of them are just kind of in that, like, you know, like, Mortal Kombat's just hilariously fun to watch, like, even though it's a terrible movie, but... Yeah, the first Mortal Kombat's one of the, like, I only can think of two video game movies that I like. I like Resident Evil 1, 1, 1, 1, just 1, <laughs> and Mortal Kombat, and, yeah, both of those are just goofy fun, but you're right, most video game movies that are good are not based off video games, they're just inspired by video games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I covered in my editorial, and then I also talked about a couple of the other um, upcoming game movies aside from The Last of Us, like Assassin's Creed, and then um, the Uncharted movie that's been kicking around for a while. Um, so yeah, that's been about it. So, yep. <laughs> oh man, what, what do you think about the can, can they ever actually nail, like, comic book movies? I mean, uh, uh, video game movies. Like, you know how comic movies finally had their renaissance in the early 2000s? You think we'll ever see that for video game movies? Well, I mean, comic books is different because comic books is you're taking a something, you know, literature and turning it into a movie, which has been done before. Yeah. People have turned books into a... A comic book is still a book. It's, it's got pictures, but it's still a book. And some and as long as the story is good, the movie will be fine. The movie will follow suit. Like, you know, you know all the Marvel stuff. Like, yeah, it makes sense, you know. It, it, it translates well. Um, I think, like I said, we have to get over that hump in a video game where we have to focus on the video game story, but when you think about it, like, 99% of most video game stories are really kind of dumb, mm-hmm. but we only kind of tolerate them because we're doing something. We're actively participating in the story, so you're willing to put up with, like, Space Marines, and I'm going to save the world as a 12-year-old because I'm the 12-year-old. That's great. But when you take that out and you have to condense this, like, 60-hour RPG into uh, 90 minutes it ends up not making a lick of fucking sense. So, you know, we, we talk about, like, that Metal Gear movie. People are like, oh, man, I can't wait for a Metal Gear movie. I'm like, Metal Gear movie's going to be terrible. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. I'm sorry. Because, yeah. honestly, when you think of, like, the Metal Gear cutscene, it's literally Snake being caught, then something's happening. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to see... It's just him doing this for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, like, what do I want to see a guy talking his earpiece the whole movie? Like, mm-hmm. they, they got to find a clever way to just kind of make up for the fact that you need to keep someone's interest who's not actually playing the story and then kind of look at that story and be like, is the story even interesting or are we just kind of cashing in on, oh, it's Resident Evil because it's got zombies and people watch it because it's Resident Evil. Great. And it's like, yeah. Like one thing, like one thing I talked about mandatorial a little bit is how like I think the problem is that like video game movies they try too hard to be like the video games right. and they're only they're never like even half as fun. Um, you know, since you're sitting there and just watching it versus like playing in a game. Mm-hmm. And like how the problem of like how video games can feel cinematic, but it's kind of hard for a movie to feel video gamey, and that kind of has <laughs> yeah. more of an it has more of a negative like connotation most of the time. So yeah, I, I don't want my movie to yeah. feel video gamey. No, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't like, like that. Either. When that World of Warcraft movie comes out, it should just feel like an epic Lord of the Rings movie. I don't want to hear some guy talking about, "Oh man, my man is so drained. I should probably drink a potion." <laughs> oh uh, my god, that's like you doing the game because you drink the potion when you're. It's like no, no. There's no one who's gonna react like that. It's gonna be a lot of people just groaning like, "Oh." He did I'd be okay if they just remade the South Park episode of World of Warcraft and did that as the World of Warcraft movie. That'd be fantastic. There you go. Let's let's do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm signing off. We're greenlighting that. Just also, there needs to be a Leroy Jenkins joke. That's just all I want. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I think what they need to do is just take whatever the spirit of the story of the game is and then make that work into a movie. You can't do a one-for-one, you know, translation. It just doesn't work, you know? I mean, look at the Doom movie. Ugh, that would try to be video gamey, too. That was just, ugh. 
is a hot mess. Yeah, yeah. hot mess. That's the appropriate <laughs> term right there. And I'm um, speaking about the Metal Gear movie. I actually did an uh, editorial about my favorite game of all time, Metal Gear Solid 3, because Snake, you know, um, Ground Zero is coming up. I'm like, I want to do an editorial about this. I've actually been planning to do one for years. It just never came up, so that was the opportune time. And, you and, know, like yeah. Peace Walker. I I love Peace Walker. But you was, but you're you're putting three over Peace Walker. Yes, three goes over every video game, dude. Not just as over far Peace as Walker. what? As far as story or just as far as entertainment. Like it, I was just enthralled in that game the entire time. Like that game made me say, "Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit!" Like so many times. The only other game that equal that. And almost became my number one game for a while. It was my number one game for like two days. It was Uncharted 2 because there was just so much like, oh my god, this is fucking amazing! Ah! But yeah, he, the reason is um, basically Metal Gear Solid 3 to me was the first game that made me go, this is the greatest movie I've ever played. <laughs> you know, it made me feel like it, it was a, like an actual movie. Like even had a James Bond intro where like, you know, you had all this action and then the actual intro comes up. I'm like, this is fucking insane. So I wanted a dedicated editorial because I, I absolutely love the game. And yeah, I'm not knocking Peace Walker. I love Peace Walker. As a matter of fact, after playing Ground Zeroes, I want to go back to Peace Walker. I, I, I remember I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I tell you all the time, my favorite game is the remastered Peace Walker. Which, yeah. You know, when you can play it on two analog sticks, and it's like, oh, that's how games are supposed to play. That's how a Metal Gear is supposed to play. That's amazing. Like, to me, yeah. Peace Walker is the best controlling Metal Gear prior to Ground Zeroes. Yeah, I could talk about Peace Walker is a... Peace Walker is amazing. Term. Yeah, it's, I, it's really I, underrated. I, oh, man, that, that's perfect. I like, I, I, and then it's like, yeah. you talk about, like, just jam-packed with stuff. Oh, yeah. So much to do. Yeah, the story's, like, super hit or miss. Like, at some point, I'm just not even caring because I'm like, I want to go back and do missions, and my base has got to get bigger, so... But, yeah, I think as far as, like, what a Metal Gear game is supposed to be, is like, that's why I can't wait for just Phantom Pain because he kind of got glimpses of that in Ground Zeroes where it's like, it felt a lot like Peace Walker, particularly when you can, like, once you clear the mission, you can do it, like, five different other ways because there's different yeah. objectives now. Like, that's very reminiscent of Peace Walker. And, like I said, I was building my base on my iPhone, on my iPad, as I was playing, and I was like, Mother Base, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do yeah, it. It's great. I love that whole Mother Base thing. I loved it, dude. I spent so much time with that, so... Yeah. George, I may hit you up if I, because I want to go back to Peace Walker. Maybe I'll, we could play online because I game Outer Heaven. Need to play other people. Phantom, yeah. Phantom Pain. If we we're rebuilding Outer Heaven, which is like maybe that's one of the that has been like the most go to place I've wanted to visit. Yes. Which he'd never really done in like a contemporary Metal Gear game. Which yeah, I'm like, it's great. See what that's like. But uh, but yeah, Peace Walker. Yeah, Peace Walker. Peace Walker. Yeah, they always talk about Peace Walker. It's a great game. Um, so yeah, I had it. Oh yeah, and I want to say um, the art for that was done by my friend Emilio Lopez, who works for DC Comics. He used he used to work for two, you know, um, two, what was it, four kids on um, entertainment. Mm. He was like, because he is actually the guy that got me into Metal Gear. I remember I didn't own a PlayStation One. He did, right? I, I was a Sega Saturn boy, so I used to go to his house. He was like, dude, you gotta play Metal Gear. Uh, so I go over there. I see. I, I said. Say I got to segue into this because people like this story. I go to this house and I'm like, what is this Metal Gear game? He pops it on and I'm watching him play, right? You know the intro where he's sinking into the base, he's swimming in there and stuff. The elevator and you're taking all that crap off. Yeah. But right before the elevator, he gets out of the water, he starts moving around, and the credits are still rolling. I'm like, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Are you playing this right now? Like, I've never seen that before. And I came to his house every day after school just to see him beat that game. Because I was still like, this is a Sony game. I don't know if I could touch that, but I'll watch it. <laughs> so when I got my PS2, first game I bought was fucking Metal Gear Solid 1. I love that game, man. I actually wrote an editorial about that, too. And he also did art for that back on my other site. I, I could talk about Metal Gear all fucking day. We did that last week, too. Metal Gear just took over the entire fucking show. Um, but yeah, speaking about games that came out and reviews, Infamous. Infamous came out, um, did the review for that, and 
it was a pretty big hit. Um, I heard you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was interesting. Um, the, the, the you liked it so much. You were invited to another website show to talk about how much you liked. <laughs> yeah, how trippy is that, dude? I'm like, boy, what? I remember when Joel was telling me, he's like, hey, Tony, you're going to be on Twitch TV. I'm like, you're bullshit. I thought he was trolling me. So, yeah, they invited me to their show. It was a lot of fun. It's interesting being video edited, by the way, because the interview was six minutes long. We saw it live. We saw the entire thing. But with the edited version, it was three minutes. I'm like, you cut out half the good stuff. You missed yeah, the part. They tonight showed you, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they have, like, a AI on the show, and I started making fun of the AI. They took that whole part out completely. Um, they got offended. That's why. <laughs> yeah. But um, I know you guys don't own PS4s, right? Um, either of you two? Not no. yet. Yeah. When you do get this fucking game. It's great, man. <laughs> I, it's, like, I'm not, I don't want to get a new console right now, but it's been tough. It's yeah, been I tough mean, I'm, I'm, get I, one. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. I think I'm waiting for a price drop or just kind of like a lingering moment where it's like maybe in the summer when there's that drought and I'm like, all right, you know, I can get a PS4 and have a couple of games ready to play. But uh, Jorge's uh, sitting at home crying playing Titanfall as people are playing yeah. Infamous. So, <laughs> so much yeah. fun. I'm, Gots, I'm in a jam and chat, jump chat. So. <laughs> Gots, shots fired. Shots fired. I, you know, I should I ask you about that. Like, George, I, I don't know. I like that people are enjoying Infamous. Like, yeah, no, it's great, isn't I'm it? I'm so like, happy when, like, my my ultimate fear was like you you'll play Infamous and it's like eh, it's fine like I was afraid for this reaction it's okay like no like I like when games do well like I like when people generally love games that's great like yeah and I just got that reputation I was just like if it's on PS4 I fucking hate it I'm like I don't I, if it's great I I can't wait to play it oh by the way it is this happened in the comment section I fucking love this somebody goes oh yeah of course Dual Shockers gave it a nine point five they're so biased and then somebody replies did you see what they gave Titanfall <laughs> fucking stupid man um but yeah dude I mean within the first ten minutes I'm like this is a fucking blast and it just stayed like that the entire game I loved I I didn't ju- you know give it that high score just because of the pretty graphics or any of that bullshit it was a lot of fun I'm actually on my third playthrough right now because I want to get that platinum boy. <laughs> And as far as, like, an open world is concerned, because I always feel like most open world games kind of fall into this trap of, like, after a while, you're just kind of doing the same repeatable side missions and actions. Like, as much as I loved AC4, you it kind of got a little redundant at the end where it's like, all right, I'm gonna, there's a ship, I know exactly how to kill it, I just got to go through the motions. Like, is there any... And that happens at all in all open world games, but like when yeah. do you, when do you hit that point in Infamous? Is I was gonna say that that kinda happened a lot in the original Infamous in, um, too as, as well. So yeah, as far as the actual missions, you know, the uh, real missions go, that doesn't happen. Side missions, oh, 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 oh yeah, that that's that, that happens, dude. Like you you know, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go find this guy now, I'm gonna go re- graffiti this, I'm gonna go find this. Yeah, you get into a little bit of a motion, even because you remember the original infamous, you got to take over the entire island. Right, right. So you are kind of taking over districts or like neighborhoods. Yeah. And you hit a certain rhythm, but I don't mind that. You know, some people like they don't like when things are reiterated, but I'm like, if it's fun, what's wrong with that? You know, I was having fun taking over districts and all that other stuff. And I should say, this is based on Seattle, but it's not the real Seattle. Seattle is not just two islands, okay? <laughs> just so people, you know, get that straight. And they're not it. people with superpowers jumping around. Yeah, they don't have that either in Seattle. But yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah, like I say, yeah, if you're gonna if you own a PS4 or thinking about getting a PS4, buy Infamous. It's it's fucking amazing. It's great. And how was the uh, so you this is your third playthrough then, right? Yeah, I'm doing I'm sorry right now. It's, so um, you did the it, you did the good bad playthrough. Um mm-hmm. I, I only see it a couple of minutes, like I I think I might like Delson. Yes, Delson but I, but I, I didn't I didn't like Cole yeah, I didn't like Cole McGrath. I like Delson. He's fun. Well just well Cole McGrath was all like one notice. <laughs> 
Well, you say Cole, like, Cole was interesting, but he was kind of just like a typical, like, you know, gravelly voice protagonist most of the time, so. Well, yeah, I remember when we had that epidemic of just kind of like shaved head white guys as main yep. characters for a while? Yeah, yeah. Because that was roughly around when, like, The Force Unleashed 2 came out and it was like, look at this, look at The Apprentice. I'm like, he looks a lot like McCole. I'm sorry, you just brought up some, uh, uh, the, the, both of those games, The Force Unleashed games were. Well, I was so disappointed, man. I, I didn't like those games. But anyway, I digress. Go on. <laughs> yeah, bald guys. I'm glad they're gone. Like, Delson has hair, and he's Native American. That's beautiful. I love that. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, but, like, the good evil playthrough, do they feel like, you know, is there, is there, do you have, like, a preferred way to, th- like, is there, is, is evil Delson better than good Delson as far as, like, character development or arc? It's just, like, is he the, too, like, good, like, if you're good, are you too goody two shoes, or? No, here's the thing about Delson, and I think this, this is perfect. He's never too good or too evil. Like basically, when he goes into the dark side, it makes sense. When he goes, when he goes good, it makes sense too. He's still like an obnoxious asshole, no matter what happens. It's not like um like Cole. Like Cole felt like it felt forced when he went too good or too bad. Like in this one, since Delson already kind of had that kind of lovable scamp kind of personality, it kind of worked both ways. And then something happens in the story, obviously, where it's like, okay, you know, this distinguishes him as a good guy or a bad guy. So they do a good job of that. And of course, the powers, they, you know, you have to play through it differently if you're a good guy or a bad guy. The, the good powers, you kind of have to be more methodical about things because so you don't hurt anyone around you and just so you could be more precise with your hits. When you're a bad guy, just go fucking nuts. Just kill everything in sight without, you know, with reckless abandon. I literally like that. So that's what I'm doing on my um, my latest playthrough, which is on Expert. I'm like, let me just play this on, you know, just being evil. So I can just blow everything up. And, yeah, it's fun, man. And I want to try out the paper trail stuff. Um, oh, yeah, that's that uh, augmented reality. Where, like, you go through a website and, like, out of game. It's like an out of game game that you can play with it. Yeah, cool. exactly. So, yeah, but it wasn't up and running when I was reviewing the game, so now I'll do it. It's funny because when you – and you guys know this as reviewers. When you play it for review, it's very different than actually playing it f- just for fun. So it was on f- – maybe Thursday that I started playing Infamous for fun. I'm like, oh, this is, my my score was justified. This is great. You know, it's, I know that sounds weird, but yeah, it, it's just fun. Yeah, anything with like an asynchronous like multiplayer has that issue. Like, um, I remember yeah. reviewing, it was Dark, the first Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. I had it before the servers were live. So oh. I didn't have anything like, you know, people can leave each other notes or you can uh, join other people's games, or people can join your games. So I had no idea about that whole dynamic. And it was funny because I think I had like a full week in advance, and I marathoned it, did like 60-plus hours. I'm like, I'm never fucking touching this game again. And then my younger brother got it, and he was like, this game's amazing. Some dude came into my game and killed him. I'm like, what, that could happen? What? <laughs> so I went back and I was like, oh, my God, it's like a new game entirely. Yeah, so yeah, I want to check that out. Supposedly it's like five hours worth of content. They're going to be releasing it like for the next five weeks, so that's pretty cool. You know? Did you do that, uh, that prequel stuff, that Cole's Legacy? There was some DLC for it, I think, either when you pre-order it or... But yeah, it's oh, no, I, didn't, I didn't get that, no. Yeah, it's supposed to be some playable stuff as Cole or something. It's supposed to kind of bridge the gap between the game, but I heard it wasn't that all that great. Yeah, no, no, I haven't... Yeah, if, if it's in there, I haven't seen it, so i got to check that out. That sounds interesting. I wonder if you get to play as Cole. I might be. I don't know. It might be available as just paid DLC in a month or two or something. But yeah. And um, last review. Um, actually, no. There's one more review. Ryan, I want to talk about Plants vs Zombies. I hear this is actually a lot of fun. It is. Like it's it's one of those. I think this has probably been like one of those like kind of pleasant surprise games for me. Um, you know, because when I first saw trailers for it, I thought like, oh, that looks cool. Like it's a neat little idea. Um, but it actually plays surprisingly really really well. Um, I mean, probably not so much considering it's coming from EA and you know they they work on Battlefield and all that stuff. Um, evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it is an actual EA game that works, so that's kind of nice, too. But, yeah, I mean, in my time that I spent with it, I really enjoyed it. It's a really fun... Like, it was one of those games that I could just hop in and be like, oh, just, you know, just one more round, you know, and I could always have fun pretty much every time I played it, so... That reminds me a lot of, like, that Mass Effect co-op multiplayer. Is that got a that was a lot of fun. I had fun with that. Yeah, I mean, if you're a big, like, TF2 fan or a Battlefield fan, then I think you'll love it, because it's, it's pretty much a... a blend of those types of games, where it has, like, the kind of cu- a kooky humor of TF2 and then, like, the, the class-based stuff, but also, like, the strategy and the um, kind of design of Battlefield. So that's, you know, kind of what I got from it. Nice, nice. And uh, the last review, George, I really want to talk to you about this. How did you like that, the Witcher comic? I know you really liked it, but how did you feel as a fan of the series? How did you think they did, you know, with the comic book? Um, well... I'd like to make the comparison that that Witcher comic reminded me a lot of, like, say, how they do Conan with this whole kind of, like, wandering hero vibe where it kind of doesn't, like, you know, you can kind of jump into the number one not really knowing anything about the Witcher aside from, like, he's a badass. Yeah. And, you know, there's no there's no real mention of anything that happens in, like, Assassins of Kings or kind of leading up. This is kind of like the in-between moment where it's, like, it's the Witcher being a Witcher where he's just kind of wandering around and slaying monsters. And I kind of compare it to almost, like, a... Doctor Who and a companion. So, like, I see him just like, oh, this is his new adventuring buddy. Because the story is really more about his traveling companion, Jacob, whose wife is like a vampire. And then they kind of get, they go through the Black Forest, which you've never, if there's a forest called the Black Forest and there's bodies <laughs> hanging trees, don't go in that fucking forest. Like, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> Dark Fantasy 101 is don't go into the Black Forest. And they do. And it's, you know, the Witcher being Witcher. He kills monsters with like relative ease. He's super smart. He's got yellow eyes, you know. That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I wanted to take on So you think it does a really good job of capturing that witcherness, right? Um, I think it does a good job of being a kind of like a fantasy horror because it's got like a nice fantasy oh, okay, yeah. to it, especially the color scheme, a lot of dark, a lot of dark purples and deep blues, and it, it's, it's, it's a good read. So even if you're not like a witcher fan but you're just kind of like, I like elves and dwarves and forest monsters, like, yeah, you'll, you'll get a dig out of it. Like, I think the monster designs are very kind of like, they look all weird and contorted, and the the art's really nice, and I like the color on it. But yeah, I mean, Witcher's not, it, it, for a number one, it's not bad. Like you're not gonna get, it's not gonna go for a grand slam right there. It's a lot of just kind of like world building. But um, I'm sure it, it's one of those where I'm pretty sure issue two, issue two is gonna be really great on that one. Just because nice, now nice. they're into that, you know, now the vampire lady's got them trapped in the house, so it's like, oh, this is gonna be kind of neat. But it feels a lot like a Witcher side mission as opposed to just something meaty like the full campaign. It, it like, And those are my favorite parts of The Witcher, when you just kind of meet strangers, like, oh, dude, you got to kill this fucking werewolf. It's just eating everyone. And like, you don't have to do it, but you, you, you're, a Witcher's job is technically to go kill monsters. So it's like it's good to see The Witcher just, you know, doing Witcher stuff. Yeah, being witchery. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, and, it's um, from, uh, Dark Horse. So they do, Dark Horse. they do a lot of Mass Effect comics, and just uh, they did the Tomb Raider one, I think, a while ago. Yeah, I'm actually going to have the Tomb Raider number two review up for you guys this week, so look forward to that. I really like what Dark Horse is doing with the video game stuff. They got a lot of good things going, you know? Yeah, I mean, you get good writers on it, and you just don't make it too, like, you know, too... Like, like I said, like... The Witcher almost had no reference to The Witcher 1 or Witcher 2. Like, there's some location... He does spout off a location that he's been to in kind of, like, casual conversation, but that's the extent. Like, they're really concerned about, let's just tell a really good story and at, right now. Which you is- think that might be how they could do movies for video games in the future? Just don't worry about the video game yeah, and stuff like- and just tell good stories? The movie Dread is my favorite superhero movie ever. 
I love that because movie. Because it literally has it. nothing to do with anything Dread-related. It's just like, oh, man, Judge Dredd's just... He's just got trapped in a building, and he's easy to like, kill everyone to get his way. That's per- that's that's all I need. And, you know, there's a you know there's a subtle hint like, oh, he might be like a clone or some weird guy, and then that's it. It's like, all right, good. That's mysterious mysterious background. Never see his face. He's angry. I'm like, that, fine, done. Dredd is awesome. Yeah, it's great, man. I love that. Um, yeah, so maybe you can just, just focus we don't need on origin that. stories. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't. We can just just tell a story of the character, and that's it. We're like, fine with that. You like know? they can they can make a really good Tomb Raider movie without us needing to know like how she got into tomb raiding. It's like no, she's an adventurer. Done. There you go. This is a problem she's got to face. I wish they would have done that with the Amazing Spider-Man. Just get into it. I don't need the origin again. You know, um, you, anyway. you literally can do it in five minutes. Do opening credits, just montage. Thank you. That's what I just said. opening credits and you're good to go. I don't need a fucking hour to see Uncle. That's Be- why. That's uh, why I kind of like that though. That Superman versus Batman movie because I'm pretty sure we're not gonna get a Batman origin story. And like we already had a, you know, like, we're not gonna t- retell Superman's origin story. It's just gonna be Batman just an angry guy in a suit, in a in a bad suit. I'm like, I'm good. Let's do that. Say what he says now, and then wait till next year when they do the origin story for both Batman and Superman in the movie. Oh, again? No, no. I, I just think an origin story is a waste of like 15, 20 minutes of a movie. Agreed. Agreed. I totally agree. You don't need that. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our main topic. Um, there's been a lot of talk about virtual reality, virtual reality, virtual reality. Uh, we had um, Sony announce Morpheus, Morpheus. Every when I hear that, I think about fucking The Matrix, you know, the second one. Zion, hear me! <laughs> Morpheus just seems like a focus-tested mark. Like the, this was clearly a marketing guy came up with this name. Yeah, it's like is that gonna be official? The Matrix, right? Or hey, Morpheus? He, like, yeah, he, let's do that. He watched The Matrix the night before their pitch meeting and was like, I got it, guys. <laughs> It's I have to leave early. I have it. <laughs> I have it. This is it, guys. And then today, obviously, the big fucking bombshell. Facebook buys Oculus VR for $2 billion, wait, billion right? Well, oh, God. It was like $400 million in cash, and then the rest was Facebook stock. Which yeah, is so, still pretty good. You know, so. so a project that got started on Kickstarter was bought for $2 billion. That's not bad. Wow. So yeah, let, what what do we think I mean, about? If this? you're gonna sell out, you need to sell out hard. <laughs> That's how you do it. All right. And now, now, how do we start this? Do we start off with the positive or the negative? Because me personally, I'm not buying this whole thing. You know what, George? You wrote an editorial. Just go with that, and we'll bounce off each other. Uh, so yeah, why do you think this is not a bad thing? Well, yeah. I mean, my editorial is mostly based on just the initial reaction for because maybe maybe I'm just out of the loop. Like I don't, you know, I've tried not to swear if they're, you know, I think it's really cool and I think that's a really cool peripheral to have for gaming and I I can see the benefits of having an Oculus Rift and I can see where it's going. Um, I'm not a backer, so I'm I'm not getting one or like I don't have really have anything invested into an Oculus Rift. Um, I do use Facebook. I know I'm I know who they are. Uh, but apparently everyone's initial reaction was blah, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Like, okay, wow, all right, let's 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 kind of look at this. And most of people's reasonings as to why this was a bad idea just didn't make sense to me. And yeah, such as uh, that this is a ploy. That this is a this is just another way for Facebook to steal my identity type mentality. Like, you, it, it's it, it's weird. Yeah, that's stupid. I'm like, wait, steal your identity. You're putting your identity out there for look, everybody. Look, to my see. example was, you put the Oculus Rift on. Now Facebook has my Retina scan, and now, <laughs> and let's just say I work at like a nuclear power facility where they use Retina scans. You sell that information to the Iranians or maybe the Russians because that's more topical. Yeah, there you go. And then there you go. Keys, keys to the car. Russia takes over the United States. Mark Zuckerberg is a communist. I figured it out. 
please tell me people aren't really subscribing to that idea. There, there, uh, there's just this antitrust for big, you know, big, big, big business, big company was like, oh no, I don't want it. Like this isn't India anymore. This is not cool. Or and then 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 there's the other theory that now that Facebook bought them, the Oculus Rift is just going to disappear, and Facebook is just using it to own the patent, but not really do anything with this. Which. Hmm. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because literally the first thing they said was Oculus Rift is going to work independently within Facebook, meaning some guy's not going to be like, hey, John Carmack, uh, can you can you make like Farmville run at 60 frames a second? Like, there's no one doing that. Um, the, then they're trying. They said they're trying to accelerate it out into market, meaning they're they're trying to get Oculus Rift out there. So it's not like you know now you're never going to see an Oculus Rift anymore because they sold the patent to the military. Like, no, this is this is a, this is a thing. They're gonna they want to launch this product. They're looking forward to launching this product, and they're they're looking forward to doing more things with this. Uh, but yeah, so in my editorial was just like, what's you know why it's not a bad thing, and the best way I put it is, these people who are making this very experimental tech now have the financial security to just focus on developing this thing the best they can and getting it out the door. Like they can literally tell John Carmack to just sit in this dark office and make this awesome, and you will get paid. <laughs> yeah, and they definitely have the funds for it. Yeah, um, yeah like I, I see it as now you have Facebook's unlimited resources and their you know distribution channel, their you know their just their network. So it's like, hey, you know what? They'll get this into retailers now. Like you know, we'll see Oculus Rift in Walmart now, which is which will be amazing. And then I made the point of saying like this actually makes this technology seem less gimmicky. Like you know, we're gonna see news mainstream news stories about this tomorrow. It's like, true. Fox is gonna run with it. CNN's gonna run with it. And then you're going to have people talking about virtual reality. It's like, what, what does this mean? And, it's, and I like seeing stuff like that getting discussed out there. Because, you know, like I said, we've gone through, and I think we're just kind of jaded in a sense where it's like, we've seen this quote-unquote disruptive tech come to our way. It's like, 3D motion controls, fucking vitality sensors, virtual boy. I think people are just worried that they might get another virtual boy. Yeah, is, I can't see red I mean, now. It looks like a virtual boy. from the, like, the headset looks like a virtual boy, just without the legs. But it's not, which is great. But, um... It's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like I, I think people can't divorce their feelings from Facebook as a site and site policies and just ugh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, he stole Facebook from from some other dude. It's like no, these are. I, I took it as a guy who's generally excited about this technology and said I can see this being put. I can see this being used other than for video games. Ryan, go ahead. Go for no, it. No, no, that's okay. No, I'm good. I was just saying. Okay. Yeah, I think just like Facebook as an entity, like people were, you know, getting like riled up about it. But, um, but I mean, like I kind of like I agree with what Jorge was saying about how like you know it'll definitely bring it into the mainstream. And I mean, it's the best kind of press that Oculus can get. I mean, especially with the audience that Facebook has, you know, considering they have such a huge, you know, huge audience. Yeah. Also, it means it's going to get released. Yeah, that's like, true. Too. I, don't, like, I don't think Facebook is just going to sit around and be like, oh, whenever you guys are ready. Like, no, no, now you know you'll. They'll get some pressure, but now they have infinite resources. Like if you go to the Oculus Rift website, they're hiring. They're not short of money. They can they, they get fucking programmers. Send your resume and work on the Oculus Rift. And I just I, I think it's just someone seeing that like there's potential here, and I want a piece of the action. And that's how billionaires become billionaires because they can predict a trend and they see something we you know they see something we don't. And yeah, um, I actually stay away from the sinister conspiracy theories of it. It's gonna steal your identity and yeah, that's ridiculous. They're gonna um, steal the NSA. Yeah. My thing is, and here's how I say, I don't, I'm not subscribed to the whole Facebook thing. It's stupid. It's, like, it's ridiculous. My thing is, the whole virtual reality thing, I don't really buy it. To me, that it, it feels like another gimmick. I play with the Oculus Rift. It's cool, but I see it's a gimmick. I, I, you know, I, I'm not really buying the whole thing. And this is me being maybe a tad unrealistic. 
My thing is like, just just give me the holodeck already. I don't want to put yeah, oh, yeah. shit on my head. Yeah, give yeah. me a holodeck, well, man. Just skip this step and do. Yeah, that's what I want. I just skip this step. Seriously, <laughs> that's what I want. It's like, give me hard light projections so I, that I can have sex with. That's what I want. Why I don't are you wasting your time with headsets? This is stupid. Yeah, God. that's what it's, it's like. Okay, hey guys. Okay, we're home now. What are we gonna do? Let's put on some headsets and we're gonna go in, boy. It, it's just so it's silly to me. I mean, if it works, it's cool, but it seems like three to me. Remember the three when three D movies were like a big thing. You go in there, you put on your stupid glasses. Like this looks dumb. This looks worse than actual two D. Why am I wearing this crap on my head? Well, remember the problem with three D was people kind of didn't know how to like how to use it. Like they said, you know, and and there were some studios that said like, no, no, you have to make it fucking three D. Like oh fine I fine I'll have a guy throw a thing yeah there, yeah there is a difference between movies that are made in 3D and movies that are converted to 3D but yeah actually let's go back to Rocky Swift um I don't know if they're gonna maybe change the technology or but I remember like the demo I played at Comic Con I was in the in a car right and I'm moving yeah racer yeah 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 so I'm like this is pretty cool and then I was like. Let me go forward, and then, like, everything moves with me. I'm like, oh, that's kind of disappointing, because I wanted to, like, look outside the, you know, where the car was. You wanted to be able to shift your weight in some, like, form. Yeah, so if they do something like that, that would be kind of cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like if you move, everything moves with you. It, it, isn't, like, it isn't like you're in actual car to get to see the wheels and stuff. Yeah. But, well, um, me, I think that might be, like, a per-game thing, because I don't know how its axis is set, where it's like, it, is it just detecting my head movements, or can I, you know, is this when the controller has to come in? Like, yeah. I think it's just supposed to be, like, your head. But then again, like, it might be just like a per game thing. Maybe they just want you to be in a cockpit of a car. Like, um, I tried at uh, Indicate, I tried uh, Eve Valkyrie. There we go. Where yeah. you're in a fighter thing and you look down and there are a pair of legs, which looks so weird because those legs aren't moving. And I'm like, I'm sure my legs are moving. Like, I'm I'm fidgety. Like, and, you know, you're just there and you see your hands. Like, that's really cool. And, and I did, you know, look around and ships fly over my head. I'm looking up and I see the ships and I'm like, oh, I got to pull up on my joystick to flip my plane over. And I'm like, that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean that that can be cool, but the thing is, like, is every game going to be now a first person game? Like, I don't, I don't really want yeah, that. It doesn't necessarily have to be that case. Like I said, they're, yeah. they're, you know, it's going to come out on PC, so it's going to be like a per game option. Like, yeah, they take something like a Skyrim. We've seen like tech demos for Skyrim. Like, yeah, to me, to me an Oculus Rift game with Skyrim would be kind of neat. Like, you go yeah. into a dungeon and the dungeons all around you. Like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, my thing is like I already said it. I just just skip this step. Just holodeck, please. Just give me. Some but, I, but but I think <laughs> what Facebook wants it is they see you know they want to do something more than games and like yeah you know what now you can kind of experiment with this and like maybe they'll go like the Apple iPad route where they'll lease these to like colleges and universities and it's like hey look we have this special virtual tour now. like I can see a whole other segment outside of games that would take total advantage of the Oculus Rift and one example I used was. But imagine I could, flight simulators. Yeah, flight simulators. Yeah, like, they wouldn't. The like, military yeah, wouldn't have to. That's yeah, a, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, the it military is. would save a lot of money using that. Like, yeah, I, I checked online. Your average flight simulator with like the whole thing costs a million dollars. Like, hey, Jeez. you know what? If you just kind of want to weed out who's a good pilot, and then, like, we'll just get two hundred dollar <laughs> Oculus Rifts and see if they know what they're doing, and then we'll put them in the fancy one. Yeah. But, Did they announce prices for these things yet? I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a yeah. Kickstarter backer, but I think it was like the, it's two to three hundred bucks. I think, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I, I, have, I have no idea. Sorry. Um, okay. I can look real quick. Google it. There you go. Yeah, but I mean, two hundred, two, three hundred is not that bad, you know, compared to a million fucking dollars. Shit. Yeah. For, for <laughs> you're essentially paying for, you know, it's it's a fancy monitor price, and yeah, so. I, yeah, I just hope they make it more comfortable, by the way, because I when the one I tried at Comic Con, I felt like it was like jabbing into my fucking. The one I had was felt was lighter than the one I had at Comic Con. 
but it was it's 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 still a little bit heavy. Like you still have to get used to something in front of your face like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, the guy told me he was uh you know that that's not like you know that's not final. Like the commercial version is going to be a lot lighter. They're using yeah. some plastics or some nonsense like that. Yeah. So but, it looks like the um the dev kits are about like three hundred to three hundred and fifty. Consumer version doesn't have a price yet, but it's probably going to be a little under that. So like yeah, maybe that's not bad at all. It's yeah. usually cheaper than the dev kit. So yeah, yeah. So probably about um, two or two or three hundred. What kind of what games are we gonna, are we going to see third party games for this thing? I mean, you know, if Facebook it's going to be like if you're developing a game, it's it's going to be entirely up to you if you want like, uh, Rift support. Yeah, like I mean, are we going to be seeing EAs and Bioware? You oh, know, I mean, you know, EAs I'm, and I'm Sony. Yeah. yeah, I think I mean, we're not I Sony, think, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I think down the line, like it maybe not immediately, but maybe like within a couple of years or once some projects get you know like you know once they get some projects going for it, I think so. Yeah, once they, I guess once they see that the tech works or like people actually enjoy it. Because like I said, um, uh, the version I saw was in HD, which looked amazing. Yeah. Which was like holy ball. Like that Valkyrie thing was awesome, and you know you're locking on with your head because you it's got like a little cursor there, and then you pull the triggers, and it's it's really neat. Uh, but yeah, will I will I buy an Oculus Rift if it's three hundred dollars? Probably not. I'm not a big 3D person. I mean, I like getting excited over that idea, and you know maybe if it was a little bit more affordably priced or competitively priced, like let's see what the Sony ones like. All this is good because that means if that means Sony's gonna have to step up their game. Because now you know Oculus Rift has the, has the infinite resources of a Facebook behind it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but like yeah, Mark I mean, says, like I'm not a hardware developer. I just see, you know, he he saw something that's cool and says like, yeah, I can see something for it. Like, and he used the example. He goes, you know, imagine this other other than video games. Imagine like the social media way of it, where it's like, hey, Tony, you went like, I don't know, you took a long car ride. And you told some funny jokes, and you took, you decided to take a picture on your you know take a video on your iPhone. Now maybe with the Oculus Rift, I'll be in that same car ride with you, looking around like, oh, that's Tony, gross. And then I'll just <laughs> like, what, what what was the road like? Like I, I think this is a few years down the road. I don't I don't think that we're gonna be watching you know like Oculus Rift on Facebook. Like you know that that's some. I think it was just like a fun idea to play with, and I don't know. I think he's I I think they were more fascinated with just the tech behind it, and wants to and they want to own it. What are, what's going to happen with the people that back this thing? Are they? You'll still get it. You'll still get it, right? Yeah, you'll still get. It. I don't. Yeah, and and that's the problem with, I guess, like just the internet is just a lot of misinformation. Where at no point did like Oculus say like, yeah, you know, that's it. You guys aren't getting yours. Like, yeah. no, th- there was no announcement like that. I mean, in fact, Facebook was like, you know, you know, when you read the blog post, he's like, no, we want to help accelerate this thing and get this to market. And it, you know, and they're like, we're not going to be chiming in the video game part of this. Like, their, their interest in Oculus is totally non-gaming related, but it doesn't mean that they're going to just, like, say, well, this is not going to be for games anymore. It's like, no, it was primarily built for games. So they're yeah. going to, you know, they pretty much said, you're going to do your thing. We just own it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it is. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so people just calm down with that craziness going on. You know, it, it's not warranted. Sold out. They sold out, man. Sold Shit, out. I wish I could I wish I want to see. Tony, when can we sell out? I wish we could sell out right now. I want to sell out. I want to sell out right now for $2 billion. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let, let's move on over to a little bit of news. We talked about EA. Uh, so they won't be the worst company in America this wow. year. Oh, <laughs> no. They, they got beat out by a Time Warner appropriately. Oof. Yeah. Man. Like, they, they actually got beat by professional crooks. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> like... Here's my thing, and some people gave me shit about this because they're like, oh, why are you offending the EA? Okay, think about it. EA is the worst company in America, so they're worse than people that actually do horrible things to the environment and other human beings. Is that what you're telling me? Just because you didn't like Mass Effect 3. Am I understanding this correctly? No, because SimCity didn't work. Duh. 
That was last year. <laughs> Battlefield 4 is still broken. You know. Yeah, I can't play Battlefield for more than 20 minutes. Worst company ever. Yeah, it's like, okay, EA has messed up. We all acknowledge that, but they're the worst company in America. No, come on. Time Warner, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, it, it's just silly, so that, that's why. What did you guys think about this whole... What did you Like, when this first happened, what did you guys think about that, them being named the worst company in America? Like, back two years ago. I, th- I thought it was just, like, a, just epic trolling. Like, back when, you know, and when that, remember when that happened, the, like, Metacritic for Mass Effect was a 1 for, like, user reviews? And, yeah. like, Amazon scores were 1. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, because it's just fans voting for this, isn't it? Like, how the hell is this? Who organizes this shit? That's what I want to know. It's like it's like a, like a Street Fighter tournament bracket going on. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Who organizes this? Who's behind this? Who are the people that vote? I, who are these people? Like, Seinfeld ass. That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm writing this thing for because I wrote the news for it. I'm like I don't have all the necessary information. I don't know who's backing this. I don't know what's going on here. But yeah, they won't win the 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 on the dishonor of it being the 30. It's stupid. I don't know why. Yeah, it's the the consumerist who runs it. They're kind of like a financial blog who you know they 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 like writing silly headlines like that. But, but yeah, good, you know, good for them. Congratulations, EA. You you are not the worst company this yeah, year. Yeah, it just like yeah. When I saw people saying they have to just suck extra hard next year, I was like, oh. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that's like, yeah, that's pretty mad. They're like, oh, guess you have to try harder next year to suck more. Oh god. So, so yeah, that happened. Um, and then, Time Warner wins. They're other crooks. I hope. <laughs> Time Warner. Yeah, and watch my cable get cut out right now. Because <laughs> uh, that's what I'm on, unfortunately. Um, anyway, um, so it was announced that two Condom two Assassin's Creed games are coming out this year. Assassin's Creed Unity and another one. We all knew another Assassin's Creed was coming. That's not really a surprise. But supposedly Unity is going to be like only for current gen, you know, Xbox, PlayStation 4. You know, that's not a bad idea. That's great. That's great. That's, that's, that's what I wanted. That's a idea. Um, I, I really like um, Go ahead. I think, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I think like, it kind of reminded me of like, the Batman Arkham Knight announcement when like I think when people first heard about it, they are like, oh, another one. But then when they found out that it was current gen only, I think there's a little bit more renewed interest um, in it because it gives something new rather than just being, oh, it's another Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then, um, you know, it's obviously taking place during the French Revolution. You saw the cathedral there and all that other stuff. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, and I should say, I actually saw this on um, NeoGAF a couple of weeks ago, but I just like, okay, that's I can't, because this would have been the third time, or second time or third time in a row, where Ubisoft's plans for Assassin's Creed were leaked during a plane ride. I'm like, this has got to be fake. No, apparently this was all true. So, you know, some guy was, like, sitting next to an uh, Ubisoft guy. He's like, hey, you want to see our next Assassin's Creed game? It's in France. That apparently happened for yeah, the third time in a row. Yeah, well, I remember that happening last year for Black Flag, so... Yeah, they so were, like, they were, like, again. typing. They saw, like, Assassin's Creed, and they had, like, a pirate flag underneath it, and I was like, well, you know. Somebody <laughs> so apparently if you want just, like... Assassin's Creed leaks, just talk to someone working on Assassin's Creed. <laughs> or just yeah. happen to be on the same flight as an Ubisoft. Yeah, like somebody on, yeah, somebody, <laughs> yeah, somebody on Neograph said, Ubisoft needs to start taking trains from now on. <laughs> it was Canadians are just too nice. That's the yeah. problem. They're yeah, it's French. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like, yeah, I will say this, though. After Black Flag, my interest in the series has gone up again. So I'm looking forward to this. After three, I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, but yeah, Black Flag has renewed my interest. And this is only next gen. Thumbs up. I'm, I'm down for that. I don't know. I mean, outside of the gimmick of not having a... I mean, do, uh, we, do, do we still have a pirate ship that I can customize? Because that was um, really the only point. <laughs> French French sea shanties? That would be the best. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know French. They're going to need a hook 
like kind of they had in four, where it's like, oh no, but you have a pirate ship. I'm like, okay, this is enough for me to like put up with a lot of Assassin's Creed bullshit. So I'm I don't want this to be just them reverting back to like, oh no, you know, it's just another open world game. And Assassin, I'm like, oh, but you guys had that whole water thing before. Can we do that again? Or yeah, I mean, I, I don't know too much about the French Revolution. Was there like naval warfare uh, involved? Just, in that? Uh, just, just watch Les Mis and you're good. So <laughs> which <Yeah>. one? <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I want to know what the other one is. Like, two of them? Or is it one going to be on a Vita or something? Or is, or is the other one going to be on last gen? Who knows? That'd be cool. It could be, you know? yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we'll see. plenty of studios to just kind of, like, make multiple games like that. Like, And I don't know. I, I like that idea of, like, maybe doing... Maybe the other Assassin's Creed does take place during the French Revolution, but it's a different character in a different part of the world. That would be cool. Like that way, you know, that way you don't have the that way just the core concept of the two games even though they're on two different platforms are essentially the same. So that way if I'm playing on a 360, I still have an Assassin's Creed, but isn't quite the same as the Assassin, you know, the one on Xbox One because it's yeah, technically it's two different games because two main two different main characters doing two different things, but the gameplay itself is essentially the same. Which yeah. kind of gives you more reason to like, oh, well if I have an Xbox One, I should probably go back and Get the other one for my 360. And I don't know. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, no, I, don't I like know. it. I, I'm down with it. It's cool. You know. I don't know if this is going to split development time. Whether does this mean both games will be significantly shorter because it's not all one thing? But I mean, that that'd be an interesting question. I mean, we'll we'll I, know more. I, this sounds like an E3 kind of reveal. Oh yeah, yeah totally. I, I don't think so. I think it it to me it sounds more kind of like what they did with Assassin's Creed 3 and with Liberation, where they had like two studios, you know, working on different versions mm-hmm. at the same time, pretty much, and then releasing around the same time. So. But I guess we'll have to see. So. Yeah, exactly. I hope it doesn't turn out like that situation because Liberation was supposedly a better. I haven't played that, but Liberation was better than three, according to some people. Have you either of you guys played both? Yeah, of them? that that's been the consensus. Just because uh, Liberation has this really cool mechanic of your character can wear disguises, so she can be like a lady who can charm guards. So if you're trying to sneak through a place, you can charm the guards past them, or you can be a slave that kind of lets you. Uh, I think that lets you sneak into other areas too. That like you know you can sneak on the plantations, and then you can be the assassin who can climb, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So we'll see. Um, going back to EA. Um, sorry about the show notes. I'm, you know, we're kind of doing this off the cuff. Um, so EA. Um, one of the C- the CEO EA said that he wants the future Star Wars games to be modeled kind of like a Batman Arkham. You know, the Arkham games. Basically, what he means is the Batman Arkham games. They took what worked about Batman, right, and made that into a video. They didn't just shoehorn Batman into a stealth game, shoehorn him into an action right. game. So they want to do that with um, Star Wars. Like, they want to take the essence of the series and turn that into video games. I like that idea. I think that's the way you handle independent properties. You know, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't shoehorn them into a specific genre. Yeah, I mean, it depends them... on the type of story you want to tell. Because remember when there were a ton of Star Wars games, but they were kind of like, they all fell into, like, different genres. Like, one of my favorites yeah. was, like, Republic Commando, which was a first-person squad-based shooter. Because you were in a clone squad, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that that makes a lot of sense." Like, I would not mind actually seeing another game like that. Like, and Star Wars is one of those franchises where you can literally kind of do whatever you want with it. Like, yeah, yeah, you want to make an RPG? That that's been done before. You want to make a first-person shooter? Yeah, we can do that. Or third-person action, or just adventure. We can you we can make a legit just adventure game, like point-and-click adventure game, which is a bunch of Jedi. Just yeah, you could do a lot of things. And um, they did specifically say that you want to make new Star Wars games. They don't want to make. Um, games based off the old movies, so that they want to make something new, like the Force Unleashed. And I should say this, despite the fact that I didn't, I didn't like the Force Unleashed games. I actually really liked the story for the first one. I thought that was really cool, like good little side thing. So I think they're gonna do something along those lines. So technically canon too. Yeah, it, and it's canon. So hopefully they'll, it'll be like that. They'll make canon stories that are built around, like, Star Wars. They won't just be, okay, we're going to make an action. Even though it could work like that, too, like you said. It could work as a, 
okay, we're going to make a point-and-click adventure game. We're going to make an adventure game. You know, it can, it can all work. So there is a lot of possibilities. It's just a matter of how you do it, you know? Oh, that just got me excited. When you said point-and-click adventure, I was thinking, oh, if, if Telltale did a Star Wars game, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> it'd be great. Hey, Masood, write an editorial about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should say Masood wrote a really good editorial about, you know, justifying why Final Fantasy X2 was a good game. I haven't actually played X2. I played a little bit of it back in the day. I thought it was okay, but he kind of just justified why it wasn't that bad. I didn't think it was that bad either. Yeah, he, he made me want to go and buy Final Fantasy X, X2 Remaster, so <laughs> I'm probably going to get it soon. But I think I was in a boat where it was just like, I just... I, I was already done with that world. Like, as soon as I finished 10, I'm like, you know what? I like how this ended. I'm good with this. And I was like, Titus is kind of back. And I'm like, nope, don't care. So yeah, you see, that's the thing. That's what actually prevented me from finishing the whole game. Like, I played a little bit of 2. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, George is, like you said, I'm like, I kind of like the way it ended. Like, look, that was the first game I played that got me really emotional. I'm like, wow. That's... And then having all that extra stuff kind of cheapens it, which is kind of why I don't want a sequel to mm. The Last of Us. And also, like, <laughs> and also, like, one of my favorite things on, like, 10, because that 10 technically didn't have an open world, but yeah. it... But they had so many different environments where it did feel like instead of doing that massive overworld map, you were just physically walking through it. Yeah. Where, you know, they did you know, they did that kind of like fantasy RPG trope where it's just like, hey, you need to get to this town, you gotta go through that weird forest or climb this weird mountain. And instead of just doing that big uh, overview of just your big character walking through mountains like head over like you're physically in the mountains and doing it. I'm like, Oh, that was pretty neat. The only problem is you never had a reason to go back. It was always just move forward and so in, in a way, it didn't feel too RPG-ish because you, there were kind of like no... Kind of like in 13, there were just like no towns. Yeah. You're just going to just keep moving forward. Don't worry about it. You're, you're good here. Grind a bit. Move on. I don't know. I think I think just that old JRPG kind of style is a little bit dated. And that's why that's why as much as I like, I really want to play Nino Kune, I just like, I can't play a Grindfest Japanese game. Like, I, I, I cannot do it. Yeah, Nino, you know, uh, and I should Kuni, yeah. like I, 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 I can't. I don't have that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Nino Kuni will take your time, and, but I should since we're talking about it. I reviewed that game last year. I loved it. I, 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 I thought it was great. Yeah, it is very old school RPG. You have to just grind the shit out of stuff, and it has like creatures that you also have to level up. So that's that Pokemon as kind of thing. Right. You could grind the shit out of that game if you really let it. But I. I don't have a problem with that unless I have to review it. Then we have a problem. So I'm like, hurry up! I need to review this shit fast. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I can't do a grind fest anymore. I think I'm. Yeah, I don't blame you, dude. I you know. Oh, yeah, I remember this, when this I was playing uh, the Star Wars MMO again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember when I played on um, Dragon Age Origins for the first time. I'm like, wait, so this is an RPG, and I don't need to grind. I kind of like this. This is good, <laughs> you know. I, yeah. Grinding it, grinding has its you know time, but I, I'm kind of done with it myself. But um, yeah. Um, the last bit of news. This is a no-brainer. Titanfall 2 won't be exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. I could have I told you that. Actually, that yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, as a matter of fact, I remember I've been saying this for a year. I'm like, oh, Titanfall's uh, exclusive. Titan 2 Fall won't be because it's oh, EA. Remember Microsoft Mass Effect? EA has always had that kind of arrangement when it comes to like new mm-hmm. IPs. Where it's like, hey, give us your first game. We'll give you a shit ton of money to give us your first game. And it's like, yeah, I mean, and as a publisher, you want your game to come out on multiple platforms. That's how you make the most... That's why Call of Duty makes a trillion dollars a year, because it's out on everything. Exactly. So there, And the way Timefall is going, because Timefall is actually... Despite what some people are saying, it's actually very successful. You think they're not going to bring want to bring it to PS4? It's coming to PS4, people. Yeah. Just watch that happen. Yeah, like, unless, yeah, unless Microsoft has this insane just... You know, just give them an offer to keep it there. But like, I I think the money that EA wants to keep it exclusive 
Is it more from Microsoft? Yeah. Be like, you know what? Fuck it. Release it on everything. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jorge is going in tomorrow to go trade his Xbox One in and then go get a PS4. So well, it's not um, out. Yet. Maybe, well, maybe when yeah. it comes out, when Titanfall Two comes well, out, you know, think yeah. About but it. I think even like I have a feeling it'll probably at most be like a time, like there'll be a, te- a timed exclusivity sort of thing. So maybe it'll be like on Xbox One for like six months and then it'll be out on PS4 or something like that. Um, which I wouldn't feel like that. Yeah. Yeah, or like even even if like Titanfall one, I wouldn't be surprised if like a year or two, you know, maybe a year from now, if it ended up on you know other consoles, um, you know, kind of like stuff like Bioshock, like when the original Bioshock came out, and that was you know that came out on PS three, you know, two years later after the three sixty version, so. Yeah, it could happen, so we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we all knew this was coming. I mean, come on. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not gonna keep. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Come on. They're the worst company in the world. They want to make money. <laughs> Like, they want to keep Titanfall only on 360 or on Xbox One. <laughs> I'm oh, really man. curious to see what that's going to be like on 360 because that's been delayed until uh, April. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I'm I'm kind of morbidly curious to see it because I'm like that that sounds like a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, and the last I just want to talk about this real quick because Ryan, you posted this, you bastard, you got to it before me. Those Dragon Age pictures, man. Oh, <laughs> Dragon Age or Dragon Age Inquisition is the game I'm most looking forward to this year. And those pictures, were like, <laughs> they're running a contest on their blog to uh, voice over an NPC. Oh man, I should try that. Oh yeah, and I want to give shout out to Byware. Thank you for remembering that dragons have two arms and two legs. There's a lot of wyverns passing off as dragons nowadays, and I don't want to hear, oh, they're not real animals. Listen, I know they're not real, but there's a dragon, there's a wyvern. If they were the same, they wouldn't have two different names. I'm sorry. Those dragons in Game of Thrones are not dragons. The so dragons in, in Skyrim are not dragons. They're wyverns. Okay, just had to say that. <laughs> George, what is going on over there? <laughs> We're, we're having this talk? Yes, we are, damn it. Just thank you, Bioware, for you fight having. about mythical creatures? <laughs> yes, damn it. Just think about it, yeah. Dragon, yeah. That's like going, oh, yeah, Batman, Superman, it's the same thing. No, they're well, different. Like people talk about fucking vampires, and it's like, no, my vampires shouldn't glow, you know, vampires shouldn't glitter in the sunlight. Oh, what do you mean? What, what, steaks don't kill them? It's like, no. First of all, vampires don't exist, so you can say whatever the fuck you want about them. You can make up the rules as you go. So the same thing goes with dragons. They're, What's I've the point of having a dragon and a wyvern, then? I've what, not they're... seen dragon or withern bones in my life. <laughs> but I do know the makeup creature. So if I you know what's wrong, a, man. If I want to make a serpent type monster with wings and call it a dragon, you know what? It's a fucking dragon because you know what? It's my thing. <laughs> I don't like. If I wrote a short story. <laughs> that dragons have my right. My dragons actually look like, you know, like tiny people with just wings under head. You know what? You can't stop me. So yeah. I could make something called a troll, and it looks like an elf. Is that what you're telling me? Whatever you want. If, if it's in your whatever fictional universe you made up, you make the rules. So fuck it. Who cares? I care. <laughs> people, people are screaming at their computers right now watching this stream. So yeah, so, yeah but yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, I am looking forward to this, man. Okay. The thing is, I mean, I like Dragon Age too, but I know it's false. So, and this is going back to more origins. So I, I'm down with that. Oh, I can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, and that's it for the news. So let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Ryan, what have you been playing? Um, well, as we talked about before, I reviewed Plants vs Zombies: Garden Warfare. Um, so I've been playing that a little bit here and there um, when I've had time. Um, I actually just finished uh, Gravity Rush on Vita. I played, finished that up oh, yesterday, nice. and I really liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I think I might do Final Fantasy X, X, II Remaster. Uh, I'm waiting to see, though. I don't know. I have a couple other Vita games I want to play, but I think that's it. I'm either that or um, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite just went on PlayStation on the um, PlayStation Instant Game Collection, and I never played a Monster Hunter game, so I might try and help j- uh, jump in that. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, have you played those games? I played a Monster Hunter game in... 
not, not so much. I don't I like a, it. I was, a, I was a fantasy star online person, which is essentially a sci-fi monster hunter. Yeah. The thing that I never got into Monster Hunter is Monster Hunter has a lot more loading screens. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never played any of the games, and I was between that. I, originally, I was going to try and get um, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on 3DS, but I figured with this one being free, I could try that out. But yeah, well, uh, not as free, right? Yeah, yep. But well, that's, uh, it. that's it for me, so. Okay, George, what about you? What are you playing this week? Um, uh, aside from, I'm playing Titanfall, like, every night for, like, 15 minutes. It's a good kind yeah, of... Yeah, I want to ask you, like, does this have staying power so far? I mean, it's only a couple of weeks in, but, it, like, do you still feel the same way about it now as you did? Yeah, I mean, he, like, he traded like, it in. He's done. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking done with the shit. No, but you're still having fun, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, it replaced Battlefield for me, which, because, yeah. like, you know, some nights I was able to play Battlefield for, like, 15, 20 minutes, and other nights I'm like, oh, okay, Battlefield's not working tonight. Great. I'm just, <laughs> so every night. I'm going to read a book. But, uh, but no, I, I get on, and then, you know, for the 15, 20 minutes or half hour that I'm on, I'm, I'm having a real good time. It's still... It's still fun, um, you know. It, I find people to play with, and it, like I said, it's any game where you can get on with friends is always a good time. And yeah. Titanfall is like the newest, shiniest thing to play with my, with my friends. So, like I said, I'm digging it. It's, it, and it's just it's overall just a fun game. Like you know, we can talk about resolutions and frame rates all we want, but honestly, as, as soon as you you feel good, you feel like you did something, and that game is really about you. You leave there with a unique way that you got killed or killed someone. Yeah, and um, and I heard that's, that's, really like yeah. yeah, that's, that's how I feel like when I talk to someone who's been playing Titanfall, we always have a weird story about like the night before. It's like, yeah, I, I ejected, and then as he was jumping, he kicked me right in the face in the middle of the air, and like then I went invisible, and it's like so everyone's always got this like unique Titanfall story, which is really cool. That's awesome. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm playing um, Atelier Eskenlaji. I should have the review up for you guys this week. Sorry, but Infamous and Metal Gear got in the way of that. Um, it's yeah, you know what? The more I play it the more I actually like it because it's a really niche game, you know, it's very, you know, it's a JRPG, it, that J is capitalized, it's very <laughs> fucking J, but I like it, it's it's, it's um it's a very different kind of RPG because more so RPGs like, oh, but I gotta save the world, this one is just like, let's alchemize stuff, and yeah, I know alchemize is not a word, but I like saying alchemize, so, <laughs> um, but, so I'm playing that, I'm playing Infamous, I'm, do, I'm doing my extreme run, um, that's the hardest difficulty because I got all the other trophies. So I get that one, bam, I got the platinum. And I played some Metal Gear Ground Zero over the weekend. Oh my god, this game is good. Ooh. I got all the patches, so I was able to do uh, an Xbox One. There's a Raiden mission you can do when you collect all the patches. That's nice. Yeah, I did the 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 you know the the what you call the recreation of Ground of Shadow Moses. Yes, you know, that seems like it's cool. Like, Ooh, uh, dude, I was having so much fun. The Raiden one is fun because it's a body snatchers invade, uh, and if you know Kojima, he made a game about like body yeah, snatchers. Yeah, yeah. Um, their body snatchers take over the military base, and you're Raiden doing the super running and just killing everyone there. It's really cool. Yeah, I I, I, it's, I can't. You get all yeah. the tapes. Um, I haven't gotten all of them. I only got maybe seven out of seventeen, so I, I need to check that out. Um, oh yeah, and I should say this just so to debunk any theories. Skullface is a brand new character. He's not because people yes, if, you, if you listen to one of the tapes, mm -hmm. he's not Volgrin. He's not anything. Which apparently there's a lot going on in those. Like you actually want to collect those tapes because yeah. some, of them, some of them give me some background on the characters. Some of them are just fucking horrifying, which kind of yeah. which kind of changed the tone of the whole fucking game. And you know. You know, not to spoil it, but it's like rape is like really prevalent in one of the tapes, and I'm like, okay, Metal Gear, you always kind of like skirted around the subject because you were just kind of this goofy military fantasy game, but like that shit got dark, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I don't like this anymore. Yeah, it's interesting because now you know after I reviewed it, I got to play just like I normally would. So what I did was I listened to all the you know the pre-mission stuff. I'm like, okay, this all makes sense. Now. You're right. It gets dark, dude. It yeah. gets really dark. It's dark, really uncomfortable, and I'm just like, I don't like. 
Kojima's lost his mind. Or like it, it really tonally changes the game for me. Where mm-hmm. it's just like you go in with Metal Gear and it's always like this over dramatic and you know this, this like, commentary about nuclear terrorism and torture and all that stuff. But I feel like there is less humor in this game than like your typical Metal Gear thing. Because in Metal Gear, we always come up, as serious as it gets, you always have that guy who's like taking a shit in the bathroom. And that happened in the the mission I played, by the way, the virtuous, not the virtuous mission. I'm drunk, people, by the way. It's already gone. Um, the 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 Shadow metal, Moses. yeah, the Shadow Moses mission. Like you actually like go into one of the port because there's porta potties everywhere, and you hear somebody go, and Kaz is like, Snake, you better leave that guy alone. Um, but I, I I didn't say this in my review. I said this somewhere else. Basically, the main mission, Ground Zeroes, it's very tonally different from any other Metal Gear game. But the bummer. <laughs> yeah. But the side missions are very much Metal Gear. Yeah, they're, they're great. Really the side goofy. missions are pretty amazing. Yeah, like the Hideo Kojima one, that had me on the floor, dude. You know, and I... What took you so long, Snake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, the Shadow Moses mission, there's even a Kojima Productions, like, building and stuff. Like, okay. It's like, Kojima Productions, this must mean something. It yeah, was the right one is that same thing. And I guess they have, yeah. like, uh, the prototype names, because you saw, like, Metal Gear uh, Babble and, like, Metal Gear, like, Ghost something. And I'm like... Yeah. And even uh, Kaz is like... I don't know what that means. Metal Gear, what? And I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. But uh, so, yeah, I just find it so funny that people are complaining about the length, and there's so much to see and do in this short little game. I'm loving it, man. It's great, you know? And, and I think that's a consensus for everyone on the site, on DualShockers. We've all played, and we all love it. Mm. It's just a lot of fun. And um, I think that's it for this week. Um, we got a special surprise. Oh. We got yeah, go ahead. You got I'm, playing, I'm playing La Shout yeah, Out. Yeah, what else are you playing? Stop, shout Out. Uh, Love Throwsers is amazing on PC, Vita, and PS3 and Mac. It's kind of this arcade shooter where you control a little airplane, but the whole idea is you kill your engine so you stall and you're avoiding combat. It's it's really neat. Um, the feature I was going to work on today before I got like interrupted with Facebook buying up companies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, you'll see something about Left uh, Rousers later. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Because people have it go like like Left Trousers. You know, Left Trousers. I think it's supposed to be like fake German, so you say like Left Trousers. Yeah, Left Trousers. Yeah, and yeah, be on the lookout. We did an interview with the industry's leading analyst. It's exactly who you think it is. So, it's not the only industry analyst. I think, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Michael Packer, people. We got we got an interview with him coming up. That should be very informative. I won't say any more than that, so look out for that. Hopefully he answers my questions. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well, I'll save that for after the show. All right, people, so thank you for listening to Dual Shocker Jackass, episode 167. Once again, um, staff writer Tony Blanc, and I was joined by my fellow staff writers, Ryan Meisler. Thanks for listening, and uh, by this time next week, we could be doing the Shotcast in virtual reality, so Ooh. stay tuned. <laughs> and George Jimenez. The NSA wants your retinas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Stay. Thanks for listening. We are watching you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.